Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, April the 14th as we continue to roll along every day seems like the last and seems like the next but we will get through this and i hope everyone is staying safe staying healthy and uh, doing the best they can to get through this obviously incredibly tough time to be much less an american a human being right now as obviously we're going through a lot and um again as we always say here hopefully it can provide just a little bit of distraction a little bit of entertainment um, as everyone is dealing with their quarantine, their stay at home, their this, their that, their work from home, whatever it is. Um, hopefully just a little bit of fun and, um, trying to, you know, give everyone a chance to focus on something they love. And for us, we love baseball. It is what it is. If you're listening to this, if you're me doing this, you know, baseball is my thing. It's my favorite thing. It's, yeah, you know, kind of, um, what I know the most about, what I feel like the most comfortable talking about, what I relate to people about and all that. And I think that that's something that, um, again, you know, you know, when, as we've talked about a bunch here, obviously, but with what's going on and, and all that, that the crisis that we're in that, um, you know, obviously it, it is somewhat frivolous and, and doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but it is something that matters to us. It is something that culturally is relevant for us and, you know, helps you connect to other people and all that. So, um, We'll do our best to, to continue to have fun and try and, um, you know, like I said, do our best to kind of get through this this tough time together, and hopefully we can help each other through it. All right, we continue with our Mount Rushmore series yesterday, our Mount Rushmore of third baseman. It was a tough one. There were some really close calls. Ended up with Mike Schmidt, Eddie Matthews, Brooks Robinson, and George Brett on our Mount Rushmore of third baseman. Apologies to Wade Boggs. Apologies to Chipper Jones, a few others. It was close. But ultimately, I felt very good about that list of guys, the four that we chose, the four names chiseled up, the four faces chiseled up on that Mount Rushmore of their basement. I felt good about. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's been tough. You know, there were a few spots where our our fourth third baseman, our first baseman we chose, I was a little struggling going back and forth, same with second base. And I felt really good about yesterday's Mount Rushmore as it is tough. This is tough to choose the four that will ring forever, that, that when you drive into... Let's say South Dakota, because why not? And see that Mount Rushmore of baseball players, the list. You know, up, look up and you see those faces. You don't want to leave anyone off who deserves to be there. You don't want to put anyone there who deserves to not be there. So um, I'm taking it very seriously for something that is incredibly not serious. So um, I felt good about yesterday's. Today's tough. Shortstops is a tough one. I'm not going to lie to you. There are some clear, clear winners, it seems like, clear, clear candidates, and then some um gaps to fill i think ultimately we're gonna have about five or six names it's gonna be really hard to pare those names down but let's dive in as today we choose our mount rushmore 
of short stops. We like to go from the old to the new, so to speak, at least in some general range. So let's start with the old and the new. Let's start with, um, we'll get to some names that have no chance, some old names. I'm making the list, but if we're going to do it, we need to mention them. But I think there's one old name that is going to make the list. I mean, very likely when this is all said and done, and again, I like to, if you guys haven't listened to any of the other Mount Rushmore series we've done. I like to wait till the end of the show to really make my decisions. I really do just put all the contenders in a list and then go through and judge it as we go. Obviously, I have some some preconceived notions, let's be real, but um, I really do try and, and reason it out and talk it out as we go. So I don't know exactly who's going to be on the list, but if we go old school, I think it's very likely that at the end of this show, we're going to say that Honus Wagner is on the list of on our chiseled faces so to speak on the mount rushmore of shortstops as we round out our infield today so that's an exciting thing we've gotten first base second base third base and now shortstop today catcher we did last week as well um onus wagner career 329 hitter he had 3430 career hits also 722 stolen bases that's a lot of career steals no joke 101 homers a little less on the power but also a time when people didn't have the same type of power that they do today uh he was a world series champ in 1909 an eight-time nl batting champ five-time nl rbi leader five-time stolen base leader a hall of famer in 1936 one of the first five members of the hall of fame think about that one of the first five people to be elected into baseball's hall of fame he was the second highest vote getter right behind ty cobb and right before some guy named Babe Ruth. Maybe you heard of him. So uh, Honus Wagner just, um, you know, really one of the great stars of that era, him and Rogers Hornsby and a couple other names you think of. And I know it's hard to compare that era to now and kind of feels ridiculous to compare stats and all that. But I think Honus Wagner, we could safely say, and we'll, we'll finish out the end, but I think Honus Wagner, the one name from that time who um, really has lived on and um, is, you know, considered one of the greats of all time, even though he played in the early 1900s. And... Um, uh, deservedly so, it seems like head and shoulders above the guys, kind of at the same time when he played. Um, I think again of the people we've mentioned, a, a very, very high likelihood that at the end of this show, we're talking about Honus Wagner on the chiseled faces of the Mount Rushmore of shortstops. Moving on, a few other older school names that won't make the list but deserve to be mentioned: Joe Cronin from the uh, 1920s and 30s, really. Well, played from 1926 to 1945, so a long career. Also was a player manager for a lot of those years as well. Uh, spent the, the bulk of his career with the Red Sox, also with the Washington Senators. Seven-time All-Star, um, a Hall of Famer, um, a 301 career hitter. Uh, certainly deserves mentioning Joe Cronin is not going to be on the Mount Rushmore of shortstops, but as you've, uh, if you've listened to this, you know that um, I, I like to make sure we – cover all our bases and he won't be on there but he deserves to be mentioned another uh, guy who deserves to be mentioned a little bit after Cronin but a, a really great player Luke Appling spent his entire career with the Chicago White Sox um, as Appling a seven-time all-star two-time batting champ ended his career with a 310 batting average spent the vast majority uh, like I said just playing his entire career with the White Sox Hall of Famer 1964 94% of the ballot that's a very high number Luke, Luke Appling a uh, a great, great player, a Hall of Famer, 
Um, and again, will not be on the Mount Rushmore, but needs to be mentioned. Then another guy um, whose name you don't hear a lot from that era, but was a, a hell of a good baseball player. But, you know, when you talk about you hear the name Luke Kaplan sometimes, even once in a while you hear Joe Croning, you very rarely hear the name Archie Vaughn. And Archie Vaughn, a little bit after those guys, but played from 1932 through 1948. The numbers are pretty staggering. A 318 career hitter. That is damn impressive. A nine-time All-Star and NL batting champ in 1935. A Hall of Famer as well. Archie Vaughn, a, uh, a shortstop, deserves to get mentioned. Uh, played for the uh, Brooklyn Dodgers, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the vast majority of his career. Um, Deserves to mention, but again, Joe Cronin, Archie Vaughn, Luke Appling, thanks for playing. Thanks for being a part of this. You will not be on the Mount Rushmore, but you do get to be mentioned. Honus Wagner, very likely to be on the Mount Rushmore. We'll continue on as we move a little bit further into the future. And a guy who I think has a real chance to be on the Mount Rushmore is um, uh, has to be mentioned. Uh, obviously, a later career played from the 50s into the 70s, the early 70s, from 53 to 71, his entire career. Uh, for the Chicago Cubs. Did play in the Negro Leagues prior to that. Ernie Banks. Ernie, a.k.a. Let's Play 2, one of the great phrases in baseball history. And Ernie Banks, someone who was known as just a real light in the baseball world, someone who played for a lot of bad teams, and yet was always just super positive, super excited. Of course, Let's Play 2, just want to go out there and play baseball. Um, A 14-time All-Star. Back-to-back NL MVP winner in 58-59. and That is serious right there. A sixth, won the gold glove, two-time home run leader. Ended his career with 512 home runs. That's what we were talking about before with the 500 home run club back when it really used to mean something. Ernie Banks, um, the only shortstop of that early group of guys to make the club and until later was the uh, all-time leader in shortstop home runs. Um, just a, a great, great, great player. Again, Hall of Famer, 1977. First ballot Hall of Famer. You don't see that very often in that general time of things. 14-time um, All-Star. That can't be ignored. Just a, a all-time great player. Ended his career playing a little first base, but we all know Ernie Banks as a shortstop. Surefire Hall of Famer. Ernie Banks, I think, has a very, very, very good chance when we are all said and done here at the end of the show to be sitting there on the Mount Rushmore of shortstops. Again, just a, a terrific, terrific, terrific baseball player and uh, a likely uh, player at the end to be there. Um, another player from the same general time, a little actually before, uh, played before Ernie Banks, really finished his career before Ernie even really got going. Like the kind of the beginning of Ernie's career was the end of Pee Wee Reese's career, but Pee Wee's Hall of Famer deserves to be mentioned, uh, again, because of the Veterans Committee, but a 10-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ. The numbers just aren't there, but I didn't want to, Failed to mention Pee Wee Reese, a really, you know, great baseball player deserves um, deserves to be mentioned, but he's not a uh, not going to um, crack the Mount Rushmore. But a name that needs to be mentioned, someone else from Pee Wee Reese's time, playing Phil Rizzuto, also playing in New York a lot of that time. The numbers just aren't there. But a five-time World Series winner, excuse me, seven-time World Series winner, five-time All Star, and the AL MVP in 1950. Phil Rizzuto should be mentioned, but. Um, and again, a Hall of Famer, though. I don't think the numbers really justify him being a Hall of Famer, but needs to be mentioned. Ernie Banks, of course, of that era, and, and Banks after Rizzuto and Pierre Reese, to be fair. Um, the only one who has a real chance so far, I think, Honus Wagner, Ernie Banks, the two front runners of the early mentions. Let's move on to the more recent guys, as we had a really nice run in the 80s and 90s of high-level shortstops and guys who had a real chance to be on this list 
of the Mount Rushmore of shortstops. One of them who has a real chance to be on it, though he did play some center field, so that does ding him a little bit. But Robin Yao was a heck of a shortstop, heck of a player, 3,401... 3,142 career hits, a three-time All-Star. That's shocking that Robin Yount was only a three-time All-Star. was a much better player than that, someone who was probably underrated for too long. Think about this. A two-time American League MVP. He won the MVP in 1989 but didn't make the All-Star team. I don't know if that's happened very often. I'll bet you if you look through baseball history, that is rare. It's a really rare occurrence. That someone who ends up winning the MVP doesn't make the All-Star team, but there you have it. Uh, Robin Yana Hall of Famer on his first ballot was uh, just a great player. Spent his entire career, someone in obscurity with the Brewers, but played for 19 years with the Milwaukee Brewers. Certainly someone who, again, played the majority of his career at shortstop. Definitely filled it out in center field in some of those last few years, but more shortstop than anything. Robin Yant has to be mentioned. And again, at the 3000 Hit Club, just a great, great player. Never really got the credit that he deserved, but uh, another guy we'll mention here, and then I'll get on to two guys who have a real chance to make this list, but um, Alan Trammell, another guy. We talked about Lou Whitaker when we were doing the second baseman, Mount Rushmore. Alan Trammell, a uh, Hall of Fame caliber type of player, um, really uh, kind of underrated his whole career. I was a big Alan Trammell fan growing up. I just thought he was a, a really good player who kind of never got the credit he deserved. Alan Trammell, a you know career 285 hitter. That's not anything... To write home about, but but six-time All-Star, World Series champ, World Series MVP, a four-time Gold Glove winner, ultimately did get into the Hall of Fame a couple years ago as part of the you know new Veterans Committee, whatever they call it nowadays, the Modern Era Committee or whatever it is. Um, a really great player, not going to be on the Mount Rushmore at their base or shortstop, but should be mentioned. All right, uh, now a couple names from this era who really have a real chance here as we're talking about the Mount Rushmore of shortstops. One. Maybe the greatest defensive shortstop we've ever seen. And the other, um, maybe the toughest shortstop we've ever seen. And by maybe, I mean definitely. Uh, let's start with the greatest defensive shortstop of my lifetime and probably the greatest who ever played, the Wizard himself. I mean, when you get a nickname like the Wizard because of your defensive prowess, that says something about your defensive abilities. Ozzie Smith has to be discussed. A Hall of Famer, um, the best defensive player of my lifetime probably, certainly the best defensive shortstop of my lifetime. Um, Ozzie Smith was a 15-time All-Star. 15-time All-Star. Think about that. That is insane that that man won 15 uh, All-Star appearances. World Series champ in 82, NLCS MVP in 85. 13-time Gold Glover. 13 times. This is not the bat. We'll be, we know. 262 career hitter. Didn't end up with 2,460 career hits. You know, 580 steals. That's something. Um, Ozzie was a just a great, great player and got better as an offensive player as his career went on. Um, but just, you know, the quintessential true, true, true great when it came to playing shortstop position. Certainly the best defensive shortstop of all time. And, and again, you could argue, legitimately argue, maybe the greatest defensive player in the history of baseball. I mean, that's a real argument you could have. Uh, certainly shortstop catcher, probably the two most important defensive positions. And Ozzy the best ever play shortstop, so um, certainly a real worthwhile discussion as I think Ozzy Smith has to be on the short list here as we're going through 
for the great shortstops of all time, and obviously offensively not the same caliber as some of these other guys, but defensively so far ahead at a position where the defense really matters the most. So uh, Ozzie Smith on the short list here. Um, another guy from the same era of baseball, and you know, obviously I think everyone would expect his name to be mentioned here when we talk about the greatest shortstop of all times. Granted, he did finish his career at third base, but really played shortstop the vast majority of his career. Cal Ripken Jr., the Iron Man, the new Iron Man. You know, past Lou Gehrig. Um, get ready for this. Cal Ripken Jr. was a, ready? 19-time All-Star. 19 times. That is insane that he was a 19-time All-Star. Won the World Series in 83. A two-time American League MVP. That matters. That's a, that's a real deal. Two-time winner is, is special. Won the Rookie of the Year. Two-time Gold Glover. Eight-time Silver Slugger Award. Played in an MLB record two thousand six hundred and thirty two straight games think about that for a second a season is 162 games long and he played in 2632 straight 2632 straight games it is just the most unbelievable record there is. It is really amazing. Obviously, a first ballot Hall of Famer in 07, 98-plus percent of the ballot. Cal Ripken Jr., an all-time, all-time, all-timer. 3,184 career hits, 431 career home runs. Cal Ripken Jr., a very, very, very real chance. And we're all said and done here um, to be on this Mount Rushmore shortstop. Just a stupendous career with some real benchmarks. You can't say for a lot of other players. The other guy uh, who needs to be on the list, and a little bit after uh, Ripken played while Ripken was playing, but like his era, so to speak, but slightly after, but really a lot of time. Debuted in 86, ended in 04. Barry Larkin was a great, great player. He's not going to pass a couple of guys we just mentioned. He's not going to be on there before Ozzy or Cal. We know that. But really deserves to be in the discussion. A Hall of Famer, 295 career hitter, um, 12-time All-Star, 12 times. World Series champ in 90, NL MVP in 95, three-time gold glove, nine-time silver slugger. Barry Larkin was a damn good shortstop, a damn good player, really a truly great player who deserved to be a Hall of Famer and, um, you know, deserves to be mentioned here. Certainly can't go without mentioning Barry Larkin's name, but he will not be on the list. All right, we're down to our final two. Two more guys, and then we will break down this list. Is right now Honus Wagner, Ernie Banks, Ozzie Smith, Cal Ripken Jr., I would say, occupying those four slots. Can either of the next two pass them? And they both played together. How about that? As one acquiesced for the other, but it's uh, Alex Rodriguez and Derek Jeter. And I made the mistake when I did my kind of best shortstops of my lifetime of talking about Jeter over Rodriguez because I dinged Rodriguez for playing third base, and I didn't realize just, just how many more games a-Rod had played at shortstop than he had played at third base. When you look at his numbers, um, really just uh, – he, he was a shortstop. And really, you know, the end of the career with the Yankees, and that matters, don't get me wrong, but um, was was much more a shortstop than a third baseman. And his career played 11, uh, 1,264 games at shortstop. Now, to be fair, he played 1187 at third. So it's tough. Again – the best hitting shortstop of my life by far uh, in A-Rod. But what I'm talking about here, and, and again, um, and, you know, look, I, what I'm talking about here, though, when we're talking about Rushmore, it is not just pure talent. It is everything. Now, A-Rod's got some bona fides, as they say. One of those guys who's got over 3,000 hits and over 5,000 home runs, 3,115 hits, 
696 career home runs with the Mariners, Rangers, and the Yankees, a 14-time All-Star, World Series champ, three-time AL MVP, 10-time Silver Slugger, two-time Gold Glover. Those are some serious numbers. That stuff matters. A-Rod has had an amazing career, and I'm not a huge, you know, ding him for steroids guy. Granted, he missed a year of steroids, which is something. I mean, that can't go without mentioning, but it does, um, for me, it matters less than maybe for others. But again, I do think the fact that he played almost half his games at third base um, does ding him a little bit. I do think you have to take a step back and say, all right, he didn't play his entire career at shortstop, so I do think that matters, especially when you're talking about, and again, Mount Rushmore. We're not just talking about specifically what you did on the field. We're talking about your legacy. How do people remember you? The World Series you won, the, the, the hardware, the, all this stuff. And granted, he had the MVPs, but Derek Jeter, if we're going to flip and look at Jeter, Jeter, a 310 career hitter. That's impressive, man. 3,465 career hits. 14-time All-Star, five-time World Series champ. Five-time World Series champ. World Series MVP in 2000. He won five gold gloves, which is surprising to me. Five-time silver slugger. Uh, number retired. Number two will be retired by the Yankees. I mean, think about that. Uh, number two retired by the Yankees. Made it in the Hall of Fame last year at 99.7% of the ballot. That is legit. Um, I think if we're going to you know, kind of look at where we're at from the shortstop, I think you almost have to pit Jeter against A-Rod. You know, when you think of the history of baseball, who do you think about first as a shortstop? A-Rod definitively the better player. I don't care what anyone says. It just is what it is. A-Rod, one of the high-level players we've ever seen um, from an everything perspective, a power perspective, a skills perspective. was probably a better defensive shortstop than Jeter, but does he have the same legacy as Jeter? I don't think so. I think when you think about Derek Jeter and you think about the face of the Yankees when they won five titles, the new resurgent Yankees, the Yankees of their late 90s, early 2000s, that was Derek Jeter's team. A-Rod never had that. And Jeter's still a, an amazing career as well. I think A-Rod a better player. I don't think there's any question, honestly. I think it's just a fact. But we're not talking about best player. We're talking about Mount Rushmore. And I think that, look, they're close. I think right now, look, here's where we're at. I'm pinning Jeter against A-Rod, but it's really bigger than that. We've got six guys for four spots. I think, and, and apologies to everyone else involved, but I think it comes down to Honus Wagner, Ernie Banks, Ozzie Smith, Cal Ripken, Jeter, and A-Rod. And to be fair, I think Honus Wagner and Ernie Banks are on. So let's put those two guys on. Honus Wagner, of course, the old school greatest of all time type of guy. Honus Wagner is on my Mount Rushmore shortstops. He just is. He's there. He's in. And same with Ernie Banks. Ernie Banks from that era, the face of the Cubs. I think that he's probably the all-time face of that franchise, potentially, which is crazy to think about. Again, 500 home runs before it was cool. I'm giving two spots to Onus Wagner and Ernie Banks, so it really comes down to two spots for Ozzy, Cal, Jeter, and A-Rod. And I think one of those spots has to go to Kyle Ripken Jr. I think when you think about what he did on so many levels, again, the numbers are there. Um, over 3,000 hits, the 400-plus home runs, just to, the numbers are there, but also it was the Iron Man. I mean, you can't take that away. That's part of his legacy. Kyle Ripken Jr. Had, you know, was the most famous person in the sport for a while. Kyle Ripken Jr. is on the Mount Rushmore shortstop. So it comes down to the best defensive player to ever play the position, Nazi Smith. Derek Jeter, the face of the Yankees for many, many years, winning years. And then Alex Rodriguez, who's the most talented of the three. This might be the toughest call I've made yet. Of all these Mount Rushmore's coming down in the last spot, I feel very good about Wagner, 
Banks, and Ripken. I'm going to take A-Rod off. Again, I think the fact that he played almost half his games at third, yet kind of have to straddle those two positions. It sucks for him, but it is what it is. And ultimately, I think there are enough people who the steroids bother, enough not winning where you take Jeter Ozzy over him. I'm going to hate myself for this because Ozzy Smith was beautiful, and the way he played the game was beautiful, but mm, I'm going to give it to Dark Jeter. I hate it. It bothers me. I hate the Yankees. I hate everything about them, but we got to be real here. And Derek Jeter was the face of that franchise for 20 years and won five World Series and got 3,000-plus hits, 3,400-plus hits on the way to doing it with a 310 career average. A 310 career average is serious. Um, professionalism, all that stuff. I'm going Derek Jeter. I'm going Derek Jeter. I feel very poor about it. I'm not happy with this decision, but i got to trust my gut here. So that's it. It's decided. Our Mount Rushmore of shortstops, Honus Wagner, Ernie Banks, Cal Ripken Jr., and Derek Teeter. It is what it is. I call it like I see it, and I can be fair. I hate the Yankees, but i got to be real. Um, apologies to Ozzie Smith and Alex Rodriguez. I feel very, very bad, especially for you, Ozzie. I know that I mean, it's probably going to crush him, but hopefully Ozzie can get over this. I know I will be able to get past it pretty quickly. <laughs> um, so, again, our Mount Rushmore shortstops, Honus Wagner, Ernie Banks, Cal Ripken Jr., and Derek Jeter. Tomorrow, we dive into the outfield. We'll go left to right, left, center, right. I'm getting a DH pitching. So much more to come as we continue to have a little fun, just try and find a way to get through these tough times and uh, hopefully provide a distraction and some entertainment through it. So until tomorrow, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.